Well, praise Jesus. Y'all glad to be here today? I'm glad everybody's here. Glad everybody's tuned in. I want you to get your Bibles out. Oh, come on. Get your Bibles out. Now we're sounding like you're excited. Go to the book of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. <clears throat> now y'all make sure and make plans. Bring somebody with you to come to hear Brother Ivan next week. Uh, he's always great. He's been seeing revival everywhere he's going and I'm sure he's going to have a good report on everything going on, so you're going to want to be here. But you just got me today, praise God. But the good thing is the Holy Ghost is here, so he can take care of everything. So I want to share something with you this morning that really can help you, set you free. It's a simple message. It's not complicated. I like simple things. How about y'all? Don't you hate to get hold of something, like try to figure out how to make the TV controller work? You know, we're one of those people in our house. We're t definitely like old people. We have like six controllers to operate the TV and, you know, the DVD player. So, you know, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at going and looking at my phone when it needs to work. It doesn't need to give me any lip, you know. And uh, but I like simple things. But simple things, the truth of simple things is what can set you free. If you get hold of just a simple truth and it's real to you, it'll set you free. Amen? And so I'm going to preach something real simple to you this morning, but it's going to hit you right between the eyes. All right? So don't get offended with me. Just listen, because it's going to help you. I guarantee this message this morning, because there's something God's wanting to do here this morning, because I was going in one direction, and now I'm going in a different direction, and then I come back in here, and Tracy's talking about the love of God, and so I, I, I'm, I'm changing. I know that God wants you to know how much He loves you today. I know that's the ultimate thing. When you leave this building today, you, God wants you to know how much He loves you, and because He loves you, He's got everything under control. And you say, oh yeah, I know that. Do we? Okay, here we go. 1 John chapter 1, no. Excuse me, four, thank you, keep me straight. Verse one, 1 John chapter four, verse one. It says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come, into the come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Amen. OK, so in, in John is talking here about something that we're seeing really happening today. How many of y'all have ever seen something that's been photoshopped? Right. It's not a real picture, but you can't really tell it's not a real picture. It's been photoshopped. They, whatever it is, however they put it together, whatever it was, you know, it's got you riding a donkey down the Grand Canyon, but you were never there, right? Because it's been photoshopped. Well, today, that's what's happening today. The big spirit that's loosed over the face of the earth today that's going everywhere is a spirit. It's really an antichrist spirit. It is of the antichrist type. It's not the antichrist, but it's the antichrist spirits coming around that it's a going against truth. All right. Because really, I, I've said this so many times. How do you know what truth is? Because one moment this thing says this is, oh, this is right. And then the next minute it's this is right. And they're so far apart, even shooting somewhere in the middle isn't going to get you there. Right? And so, so we have to, as, as, as children of God, we have to know truth. Now, I can't tell you all the truths 
of everything. I can't tell you, I don't know, I'm not going to sit here today and try to tell you that, you know, I know, oh, this is true, this is what's coming next. No, I can't tell you the truth, of the, the constant truth. Number one is God loves you. Okay? He never quits loving you. It's a constant truth. You do something wrong, you sin, you, you, you make a side slip, you fall in the mud, you wallow in the mire. It doesn't make any difference. God's love is still towards you. It's a constant, all right? And the number two thing I can tell you this morning that I know is the truth is nothing can separate you from the love of God. No devil in hell, all right? No anything can ever separate you from the love of God. Those are two simple truths that are constants. They, they will not change Amen. no matter what happens. Alien spaceship land out there, little green men jump out, run all over the place. God still loves you. Are you hearing me? Famine comes upon the land. God still loves you. Right? I mean, just think about this for a minute. We don't think about it enough. A demon horde comes flying over the hill. God still loves you. It never changes. People want to make truth be whatever's happening in the moment as determining what truth is. So if something bad's coming, oh, God must not love us. What's God done? He's let us. He's forsaken us. No, no, no. The truth is he's never forsaken you. His love is always constant. He loves you and nothing can separate you from his love. It's always going towards you. But are you going to tap into it? Okay. So he says here in the beginning, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets. So what do prophets do? They prophesy, right? A prophet prophesies. He declares something. He speaks forth what's supposed to be truth, right? So then a false prophet must not speak forth truth, or he would be a true prophet, <laughs> not a false prophet, right? So... The reason why they call him a false prophet, just like they call him. I remember when I first started reading my Bible, and I was always thinking, you know, everybody's talking about the Antichrist. And I was like, like, one day it realized that Antichrist, what it means is he's anti Christ. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's not so complicated. He's just anti Christ. Okay, he, that's why they, he's called the Antichrist. He don't like Jesus. He's anti. But he said right here that that spirit's already been loose on the face of the earth right now. There's people who don't like Jesus today. The devil doesn't like Jesus. So what the devil wants to do is he wants to prophesy to you as a false prophet. Now hear this. I'm not talking just about a, a person standing up from behind a pulpit or a microphone or a TV station and prophesying, I'm talking about what goes off in your head, speaking to you as a false prophet every day. You're not going to make it. You didn't get justified. You didn't get what you deserve. You are envious. You are angry. You are wrathful. You are vengeful. You are whatever. It's coming to you, speaking to you. It is an antichrist spirit that is prophesying to you. You're not going to make it. My husband doesn't really love me. He's going to have an affair. She's going to have an affair. He did something. She did that. All these thoughts going through your head is a prophecy. Hear what I'm saying? 
Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I ain't crazy. I'm just telling you the truth. It's a spirit loosed on the face of the earth that comes to you and lies to you and it prophesies to you your doom and gloom. And if you buy into it, you'll go that way. But if you don't buy into it, if you stand up and I want to show you at the end of the message, five things you can do to destroy the false prophets in your life. But if you don't buy into it and destroy it, you can walk in the love of God and the victory of God and the freedom of God. But if you're going to walk around and let the devil prophesy to you the whole time and you're not going to recognize his voice, well, then I'm afraid I have to tell you, you're not going to make it. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be condemned. You're going to be shameful. You're not going to feel anything is ever going to work your way. OK, now go to first John 4, 4. Jesus knew this was going on. Jesus knew this would happen. So he had a plan. God always has a plan. First John 4, 4, it says you are of God, little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. Now, this is speaking only to a person who is saved or knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Without, see, this is why, I'm, with the things going on in the world today, I understand why people are crazy. Because if you don't have Jesus in your life, I don't know what, I don't know what people stand on. I, I mean, you definitely can have faith in the government. They're trying to get rid of the police force, so you can't have a, any faith in the police force. You know, used to people say, oh, we're okay. It's a good town. You know, got a good police force. Everything's going to be okay. Well, they defunded them. They're gone. You know, so who do you, who do you, who do you put your faith in if you don't have Jesus to stand on the rock? So it says if you're born again, the spirit of God's on the inside of you. You have the ability to know truth because truth is in you. Because Jesus is in you and Jesus is truth. Are you with me? Have you ever had, have you ever just been in a store, let's say, because it happens to me a lot in a store. Sometimes I'll go in a, a, a store and I don't know, it just, uh, something on the inside of me, it's just like it doesn't feel right. There's just something not right. You're just like walking around the store, they got the same stuff, maybe have good prices, but you're just walking in the store and it just, just something down on the inside of me. I'm not saying I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm just something. I just don't like it. Don't like the store. Don't like anything about it. Is that ever happened to y'all or is it just me? And you, you know what you're doing is see the spirit of truth down there is not bearing witness with whatever is behind all that. And so I've learned over the years just to forget it. I don't care if the thing's on sale and it's a great deal. I ain't buying it. I do the same thing in a restaurant. But walk in a restaurant and I'm sitting in there and it doesn't feel good. I'm just going to leave. I don't know what's going on. I just don't want to be a part of it. There's something down on the inside of it. Just doesn't seem right. That's the spirit of God on the inside of you bearing witness. Okay. That is the anointing that he's talking about here. He says, because he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. That's the greater on the inside of you bearing witness with what's going on. And he says, therefore, we speak as the world, as the world hears them. They are of God who knows God hears us. And he who is not of God does not hear us. And this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. 
Hello? This is, what, this is the secret weapon Jesus put on the inside of you. This is the ability he gave you that you don't have to... How many of you, how many of you uh, ever left something at home? Like you were going somewhere and you left something at home. And then you get down the road and you're like, oh man, I left that at home. Or ladies, you open up your purse and you start digging. I know it's in here somewhere. Well, the good news is, is you don't have to lose this ability to know the spirit of truth in there because it's in you. It's going to go with you, whether you're asleep or whether you're in the car, wherever you're going, he's with you. You don't have to check. Oh, did, I, did I bring Jesus? No, he's in you. Okay. So, so this is where I'm saying. Psalms 139 says there's no place you can go that you could ever be separated from God's love. Now, just hear this truth. I'm going to give you this one truth. We're going to look at it and then go on. Because I just, I'm laughing inside of me right now as I'm preaching to y'all. I'm laughing because I'm like, even I see it more clearly. I want to sit here and laugh if we could just understand. The devil creates it, oh, he creates a, just, a, just a stir, man. I mean, it looks like it's the worst thing that's ever happened in your life. Oh, my God, it's just coming, and the devil's over there prophesying to you. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. And it's not going to work. You're going down. Everything's terrible. Nobody loves you. Everything's dead, dead, dead. And he's just prophesying, prophesying, prophesying. That's what you're hearing. And God's like, <clears throat> a constant beam of love Ooh, just going out and and he, and then the devil says ah, it doesn't do any good even though there is god's love out there you know you said you you, you, you you done to me why would god want you you're nasty you're ugly you 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 mean you you, you, you god doesn't want you in the house god doesn't want you stink you you, you know he don't want you sitting at the table you you don't even have good manners He's pulling you away. He's separating you. That's what he's trying to do. That's what the prophecy of the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to separate you. Nothing will ever change. Nothing will ever get any better. Ship's sinking. We're going down. And God says, no. The truth is, my love for you never changes. My love for you never quits. And we humans, we can't believe that because we only give conditional love. You perform, we love you. You don't perform, you're out. And you say, oh, I'm not like that, Pastor Robert. I love everybody. Bull. You've got a spirit of lying on the inside of you. Husbands and wives, they say, oh, I just love them. Yeah. Go ahead. Do something wrong. See what happens. Mm-hmm just love you so much. Then you do something, wow, oh, man, stalactites, ice stalactites coming down in the house. No talking. And of course, guys, y'all always know, if your wife ever, you say, how is everything? And she says, it's fine. It, that it is not. <laughs> fine is the women's code word to mean you're in some serious trouble and you better figure out why you're in trouble and get it figured out and don't ask me. That's what fine means. You messed up and you better come up with the answer and that's the only way you're going to live through this. Because if you don't know how stupid you are, I'm not going to give you the benefit of telling you. 
But God's not like that. He has agape love. He has a love that's consistent. The love never quits. It always is going out. It's always going towards you. It's always just beaming like a, like a giant light beam that's just beaming forth, going towards you, and nothing can separate you. Nothing can get in there and block it. No devil in hell can do in there. So that means that's why Paul and Silas, after they got beaten with rods, the enemy was probably prophesying to them, See, God forsook you. See, God doesn't love you. See, you're going to prison. You're going to die right here. You thought you were powerful like Jesus. You thought you could do anything that he could do. But look, here you go. Now you're bound in shackles. They're in there bound in shackles right here. Knocked down. And they're singing, God's love never quits. It's coming towards us like a big beam. Come on, Silas, pick it up. And then he says he's singing his part. And there's just down there all beat up, bloodied backs, tore up. Singing the praises of God. But you see what they did is they got into the truth and so they tapped into the love of God. And so then all of a sudden deliverance came. The whole building shook and all the doors fly open. And the jailer runs down and says, uh-oh. Right? And then that jailer and his whole household get saved. Everybody gets saved. Revival comes in there. All that was delivered. Why? Because they tapped into truth. If you're tapped into error in your life, you're going to get defeat. But y'all got to admit, if you've been beaten with rods, you're out preaching the gospel. You're out telling people about Jesus. They beat you with rods, put you in stocks, tied you up down there. You're going to hear a spirit of prophecy of the enemy coming to you and saying you did something wrong. Because we're so... We're so fixed in our minds, we're so performance orientated that if we don't see it being produced, we don't think God's doing it. We live in a world where we think everything has to go off perfect, therefore God loves us. When the truth of the matter is, God loves you, he's always directing towards you, he's always going to walk a blessing to you, but we live in a fallen world. So things don't work out the way we think they should, but God will always make it work out. In other words, I can't be defeated. I can't be stopped no matter what happens to me because that's what the Bible says. The second thing is, okay, is love is always constant towards us. And it says in, in Romans 8, 38, he says, persuaded that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor anything can either, no height, no depth, no anything can separate us from it. But the sad thing is you can separate yourself. You can separate yourself because you just don't get in it. You ever been out on a night when it's really dark, when there's, you know, the, the, it's, it's not a full moon, it's a low moon, and, and, and you walk outside and it's dark and you can't see your hand in front of your face? What do you do? You get a light, right? You go get a flashlight if you want to see. But if you want to stumble around out in the dark, you could, you know? That's not, that's not, you know, you you have the right to go do it. You want to go stumble around, trip over there, stump your toe, run into a tree, fall off the side of a hill, whatever you want to do, you can go do it. You say, I got eyes like a cat. I can see anything. Yeah, it's easier just to go get a flashlight. Right? So what I'm trying to say to you, instead of trying to get all this stuff figured out in the world, why can't I see? Well, it's dark. I know, but... No, why don't you just go get the flashlight? Why don't you just hear what God's word has to say about you? Why don't you just quit feeling sorry for yourself? Quit being a victim. Quit doing all these things that, and listen to the voice of the prophecy of, of darkness coming upon you. Why don't you just go get the light of truth and turn it on and see what it says? 
And it amazes me how people say, I got this. I can do it. I can walk in the dark. <laughs> You're not proving anything. Oh, I can do it. I got eyes like a cat. See? <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're just hard-headed, <clears throat> prideful. It's easier to get a flashlight. Proverbs 5.1. <clears throat> Proverbs 5.1 says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding that you may preserve discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. Do you see what it says here? Pay attention to my wisdom. So in other words, you have to do something. Everybody say, I got to do something. Lend your ear to understanding. In other words, you have to participate. You have to do something about it. I think too many Christians pray and ask God to remove a situation when the truth of the matter is you need to stop listening to the situation and you need to quit looking at the situation. You need to turn the light on the situation and make it just go, to, go away. <clears throat> now, I don't want you to feel like I'm beating you up, picking on you. I just want to put you in the class with other great men of God, okay? So let's look over at Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Let me show you somebody who got it wrong, who listened to the false prophet. The great Peter, Apostle Peter, the rock, Jesus called him. In Mark 14, 29, Peter says to Jesus, even if all are made to stumble, you didn't not be me. Jesus said to him, surely I say unto you that today, even this night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me and three times. And he spoke more vehemently, if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said likewise. So all of the apostles were in on this too, not just Peter. But Peter said, Lord, I'll never stop. I'll always be with you. I'll die with you. And then when they came into the garden, everybody ran. Peter throwed down, got to just had a cussing fit. Throw down, went to cussing when they started saying, I'm blankety blank. I don't blankety blank, 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 blank. And then he looks up and Jesus looking at him. <laughs> and then the rooster, he's like, oh, God. What I'm saying is even he, Peter, the great apostle, got off because something on the inside of his head was praying. He was listening to the false prophet. The false prophet said to him, in his head, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a person as a false prophet. I'm talking about the voice of the enemy. Somewhere said into him, run! They're going to kill you too! And he's like, ah! And he's like, wait, I got to do more than that. I got to go see. And he's down there. I got to see what happens. And then, aren't you one of them? No, I'm, I wasn't with him. <clears throat> Let's go over here, those people. Kind of know me. I'm pretty sure, weren't you with him? No, no, I'm not. That guy, just, I just came to see what's happening. Then gets over here, and then false prophets, and they're going to get you. They're going to get you. And the lady comes up and says, I know you're a Galatian. I know you're ready to switch your dinner. Blankety, blankety, blank. I'm telling you, blankety, blankety, blank, blank. This is the rock. So I'm trying to help you here feel a little bit better if you've been listening to a false prophet in your own life. Even Peter did. Okay? So let's look at somebody else here. Okay? 
Look over in um, look over in Matthew twenty. This is this is to me one of the <laughs> the saddest days. If I was Jesus, I'd have just given up. Looked at the Father and said, "It ain't gonna work. Let's get me out of here." Matthew chapter twenty, verse twenty. This is John, John the beloved, who loved Jesus who laid his head on the bosom of Jesus and says, who, Lord, is it that's going to forsake you? The mother of Zebedee's son, ah, James and John, came to him with her son kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what, what do you wish? And she said, grant that my two sons, these two sons of mine, may sit on your right hand and on your left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you don't know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and to be baptized with the baptism that I'm about to be baptized with? They said, yes, we're able. So he said to them, oh, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right hand on my left is, is not mine to be given, but it is for those to whom is prepared for my father. And when the ten heard it, <laughs> the rest of the guys, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. <clears throat> what? What? False prophet, do you think they were listening to? Hey, Mom, if you ask Jesus, he'll do it. <laughs> I mean, think about this. What was going on in their heads? They were listening to a false prophet speaking to them, prophesying error to them. They wanted Mama to go up there and get something from Jesus so that they could be the big dogs when they got to heaven. Now, think about this. See, this is what usually happens when we start listening to false prophets. <clears throat> Jesus said, oh, you, you, you want to drink the cup I'm going to drink from, the baptism I'm going to be baptized in? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we're good enough. We can handle it. And then when they saw Jesus walking down the Villa Della Rosa beat within an inch of his life and his ribs showing and all, I bet they thought, uh-oh, because he said, don't worry, you're going to get to drink my cup. And you're going to get to be baptized. And they probably looked at that and said, <clears throat> we should have been quiet. It's amazing how a false prophet can prophesy to you and make you think ever the grass is greener on the other side of the fence until you get on the other side of the fence and found out it's not. Amen. And so here you got these two guys, James and John. I mean, they're, they're jockeying with their mother to get a position in heaven. How nutso is that? Okay, now go to Matthew chapter 7. So let me help you this morning. I wanna, first, we're just going to recognize if you've been listening to a false prophet in your life, I want to show you, and then I want to show you how to get rid of it. Matthew seven fifteen, Jesus is speaking. He says, beware of false prophets. All right, I know we always put this into the sense, false prophets in the sense of a person speaking non-truth. But you know what I'm trying to say to you this morning is false prophets can be just right in your head speaking to you. You have your own set of false prophets. <laughs> Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, 
every good tree bears good fruit and every bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, their fruit you will, by their fruit you will know them. Listen to me, folks. If you will start to use this in your own life, judging your own life to see is it bearing fruit, you will know whether you're listening to truth, the spirit of truth or the spirit of error. If you want to know who to vote for in any election, look at the candidates and look at the fruit of their lives. If they're not bearing good fruit, they're a bad fruit-bearing tree. Hello? If somebody's telling me something I need to do, but they're bearing bad fruit in their life, I'm not going to do it because I don't trust them. All right? So I look in my own life. If I wake up in the morning and I'm angry and I'm angry at people and I walk around and I'm angry and I'm, I'm, I, I fume and I, I fret over it all day long that I'm angry that this is that and the other and I listen to that false prophet speaking to me and I sit down and I hold court and I go through all the justifications and the, the, the innuendos and this, that and the other said and then I go into the why God is this going on and all that and you're running all of those things through your head. Does it make you happier? Have you ever just been angry at somebody all day long? And at the end of the day, you said, wow, I'm so satisfied. I feel so good. I feel built up in my spirit. <coughs> I just feel like I am going to win in life. It's going to be victorious. It's great. No, you torn yourself down. You're, you're mad. You're fuming. Now you're, you're snapping like a dog at everything that comes around. You got one bone. And you're snarling. Anybody that comes around you. Hello? Wouldn't it be better to wake up in the morning and, and you hear God say, hey, man, I really love you. You're awesome. My love is just consistently towards you. I think you're the greatest thing on the face of the earth. Let me go on with this before I get off. He says, you got to bear, bear fruit there for the fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. So you're going to know in your life if what you're listening to is the false prophet or the spirit of error or the spirit of truth because it's going to bear fruit in your life. I'm so terrible. I'm so, I can't believe what I did that. I can't, God can ever love me. I'm never going to, you know, this is never going to be good. God doesn't care. If that is, what is that? What kind of fruit's that? It's obvious to tell. It's not blessing you. All you have to do is get the false prophet to shut up. All you got to do is change the channel. All you got to do is change the channel. Look at verse 21, Matthew 7, 21. He says, not everyone to me says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name. Done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew who you were. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In other words, you're saying you were doing what you were doing on your own because you wanted to do it because you wanted to look good. It wasn't the will of my father. This is all something you conjured up to do to make you feel good. It was never my father's will. You just wanted something to make you look good. You were a bad fruit bearing tree that bore bad fruit, but you told everybody it was good. You spray painted it to make it look good. Okay. Go to 2 Peter chapter 2. I'm moving along pretty quick here because I'm running out of time. It's hard to believe. I thought I couldn't get through this message. I thought we'd be through by, uh, you know, 1130. 
I was going to mess up the whole system today, turn all y'all out loose and mess the cafe up because y'all were going to run over there the Baptist and the Methodist. But that's not going to be the case. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 18. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through their lust of the flesh, through lewdness of one who has actually escaped from those who live in error. Folks, I don't want to live in error. I don't want to live in error. Do you want to live in error? I want to live in truth. Okay. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. So what happens to you when you start listening to error and living listening to error, you enter in and become a slave of error. For if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge, listen, at, at, for they, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled themselves and overcome the latter end is worse to them than the beginning. So he says that they escape the error by coming into the knowledge of Jesus. Are y'all following me? So knowing, let me just put it this way, back to my love, knowing God loves you and having a knowledge of it causes you to escape the error and the corruption. In other words, if you want to know if you're in the error, Look at yourself. Look at your family. Look at those around you. Are you bearing good fruit? Do people like to come eat from your fruit? I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings here. I'm trying to help you here. To me, I would like, like say, look, the fruit in your hand, it's rotten. I'm trying to help you. Don't eat it. It'd be like you're sitting down to eat a big plate of meat, and I'm about to tell you, that's, that meat's no good. It's turned. Don't eat it. It's going to make you sick. That's what I'm trying to do for you. All right? And you're like, Pastor Big Meanie, he won't let me eat my meat. That meat kill you. Don't eat it. That's what I'm trying to do for you here today. I'm trying to say, don't go down there and do that in life and, and listen to false prophets because they're going to kill you. They're going to hurt you. I've seen couples in marriage counseling before and, 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 and sit down and talk with them, and they're mad at each other, and they've been mad at each other for years, and it's just festered and just bulled up, and it's just over, and it's just huge, and it's ugly, and it's nasty, and they don't love each other, and they're going to get a divorce, or they think they're going to get a divorce, or they just hate each other, hate everything about each other. I hate the way she combs her hair. I hate the way she brushes her teeth. I hate the way he sleeps in the bed. I hate the way he puts on his socks. I hate the way he ties his shoes. And I said, well, where did this start? What did y'all do? Well, <clears throat> I don't remember. It was a long time ago, something. I said, what? What happened? Lord, you know? I don't, well, what? They get talking, trying to figure out what it was that they're mad at each other over because they've been mad for so many years, it's just festered and just made more bad fruit. And it's till now they just hate everything about each other. And they can't even matter, they can't even remember what they got mad about that started it all off. And I've looked at people and said, man, you're crazy. Ain't nothing I can do for you. Get out of the office. I said, man, this is beyond my capabilities here. I mean, you need to fall on your face and repent and turn to Jesus. It's the only thing I can tell you. Lord have mercy. You don't even know why you're mad. You just are. So that's definitely bad fruit and the spirit of error, which keeps producing. We want to get into good fruit. So it says the first way you're going to do this, the first thing you're going to come in, you got to understand the knowledge of Christ. you got to understand that Jesus is the way. Jesus has a way. I'm telling everybody out there listening to me, Jesus is the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And there ain't no other way. 
but he will set you free. He'll get you bearing good fruit. So <clears throat> you want to wake up and you want to hear words like Jeremiah 29, 11. God gives you a future and a hope. You want to hear John 10, 29. God's got you in the palm of your hand. You want, you want to, the situation goes, whoa. And you hear the, the, the prophet of truth speaking to you and says, don't worry, I got you on this one. I got you in the palm of my hand. Not the other false prophet speaking to you saying, you're going to fail. You're going to die. It's going to be ugly. Right? You want John 10, 29 says, oh, don't worry, I got a future and hope for it. I got it done. It's going to be okay. So today when someone tells me, Chicken little, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, everything's going to go down, we're going to die, oh my God. I just said, well, I don't know how that lines up with Jeremiah 29, 11, because Jeremiah 29, 11 says God's going to give me a future and a hope. So if i got a good future and a hope and God's love towards me, then how can that possibly be true? One of them is spirit is truth and one's error. I'm sticking with God's word. When they tell me that, you know, uh, you know, this, 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 this thing's going to happen or that thing's going to happen. I said, well, wait a minute. How are they going to get me out of the palm of the Father's hand? What are they going to do with 1 Corinthians 3.16? Then the, when you're hearing it, Prophet said, the Spirit of God lives on the inside of me, that you're the temple of God, and the Spirit of God lives on the inside of me. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of me, then the Spirit of truth's on the inside of me. The Spirit of truth's on the inside of me. The Spirit of error can't overcome me. What are they going to do with Hebrews 7.25? I want to hear that prophet speaking to me. He says, Jesus saying, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to intercede for you today. I'm talking to the Father. You follow what I'm saying, church? Those are the prophets that I want speaking to me in life. I don't want the, 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 to sit around and listen to the doom and the gloom. Amen. I want Deuteronomy 28, 13. Says, I'm the head, not the tail. Because that means I'm on top, not on the bottom. I want Nehemiah 2 and 8 prophesying to me, saying the good hand of God is upon my life. Amen. Folks, if I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Hear me now. I'm blessed. All right. Because the prophet told me this truth. And he prophesies to me every day that I'm blessed. That I'm healthy, wealthy, and blessed. He said, what, what channel is that on? It's the one on my head coming from my heart, from the word that I've placed in it. Well, that's ridiculous. That's just a, well, then go believe what you want to, because I'm about to show you here what the Bible says, okay? Proverbs 1.20, let me just quote it to you. Don't even turn there because i got to go on. Proverbs 1.20 says, wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open square. She cries in the open, in the, open, in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gate of the city, she speaks her words. So in other words, wisdom's always crying out. The, the truth is always there. The love of God is consistent. The truth is consistent. You can hear the love of God. You can hear the truth of God if you want to. Now, go to 1 Peter 5, 6, and this is where I'm going to finish up. 1 Peter 5, 6. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings that are experienced by the brotherhood in the world. One reason why I really like this scripture, because I already showed you what Peter messed up on, right? So I like to learn from people that have made mistakes and then got it right. And so Peter here at the end of his life, he's saying, 
that old devil, he tripped me up. Boy, he went over there, he lied to me. I was over there cussing, trying not to even say I knew Jesus. So this is what you're going to do, he says, to, to defeat this and keep the spirit of truth in your life, not the spirit of error, to listen to the true prophets, not the false prophets. First thing is you got to humble yourself. In other words, you folks, if you quit trying to do it on your own and, and, and think you're going to make do it all because you're so good and you're so smart and you can outsmart them, I'm telling you, you can't. Because you know why? The people that lie and cheat, they keep changing the rules. It's the truth. That's what's going on in Washington right now. They just keep lying and changing the rules. What was wrong before now is okay because they changed the rules and they didn't tell anybody. Hello? I mean, folks, I don't want to get off on, on, on this soapbox, but just I'm just telling you, the things that they were trying to get rid of uh, President Trump for, Biden has done vastly greater, obvious and evident, but see, the rules changed. That was wrong back then, but now it's... But we got to humble ourselves, and we got to realize you can't do it. You need Jesus. Everybody say, I need Jesus. Folks, you need Jesus every day. You need him for every moment of everything that's going on in life. You need Jesus, okay? You got to humble yourself. The second thing is, is he says, cast your cares off. You were never intended to carry burdens. You were not made to be a burro, a donkey, carrying loads. You were not made to do that. That's why stress is killing everybody. Do you know that one of the number one factors that I, I, I heard about the other day uh, of People that get COVID and get really sick is one of the number one factors is stress and fear and anxiety. Well, why not? They keep telling you you're going to die. But we started out with a 98.8% recovery rate. But oh, now, anyway, you can't, you're, we weren't made to carry burdens. Why are you carrying burdens? You think you can fix it? If you've got a problem, you need to take it to Jesus. And you need to take it, lay it at his feet. And it, it says, cast. Your cares upon him. You got to get them off. You have to roll them off. Get them off. And then be in faith and trust him that he's going to get them taken care of. Hello? The third thing he says is you need to realize what's happening. Folks, we got to wake up. We got to realize that what's going on right now. I'm telling you, I've said it. I've said it. I just want to tell everybody listen to me. But nobody, I feel like nobody wants to listen to me. I'm telling you, we're not in some kind of political debate. What's going on in the world right now is not about politics. It's about good and evil. And until we realize that and look at the truth and and then you're you're looking at things from a different basis, that is the devil and that is God trying to move. Oh, you know, one big one came up, you know. Uh, God bless Texas. We passed the abortion uh, uh, deal, you know, praise God, whatever they called it, the heartbeat bill. We passed the heartbeat bill, you know, I mean, you know, no, not, not can't kill a baby. Right. And then the world throws up, throws up their arms. Ah, horrible. Portland said, that's it. We're going to ban anybody from Texas coming up here. Great. We didn't want to come up here anyway. Why would you want to go up there? Why would you want to go to a city that doesn't have any police and they're rioting, you know, unless they were going as missionaries. And so forget that. We're not going to trade with Texas. Good. We don't want you to have anything up there, you know. But my point is, is that there's craziness going on and people turn it all around and say, that's horrible. 
Women can't kill babies. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what in the Sam Hill is wrong with you people? I mean, you, 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 we already went and not said that life was at conception. Now we said there's got to be a heartbeat. Did y'all realize that? You gave up some ground in order to get this. Because now, according to that, life begins at the heartbeat, not at conception. And we gave up some ground. But they're like, kill it. It's my body. I can do whatever you want to with it. And I'm like, how could you be so ignorant? But if you listen to error long enough, you believe error becomes truth. And the point is you're arguing with the devil, a false prophet. You're not arguing with reason. And that's why it's so difficult. He says, Peter does. He didn't realize what was happening when he was in the garden. He didn't realize he was being fooled. He didn't realize he was listening to the false prophet. He didn't realize that he was going to throw him down and start cussing and denying Jesus. And he's telling us today, look, you got to realize and open up your eyes. Your fights, your wars, the things going on in your lives, the stress in your life right now. Stop and look at it. Is it a false prophet speaking to you? And if it is, then you do the next thing. You resist, he says. You resist the thoughts. You say, no, I'm not going to believe that. God loves me. And the fifth one is, then you rebuke the enemy. He says, rebuke the enemy. He says, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by our brotherhood in the world. So he says, you got to stop. you got to look at it. You can say, no, that's wrong. I'm not listening to you in the name of Jesus. And the moment you do that, folks, all of a sudden, the old chains that have been holding you down start breaking off and start falling off. And then all of a sudden, the mornings that you were waking up and you just woke up angry and you didn't know why you were angry. You just woke up and you were just angry. All of a sudden, it just broken off because you started resisting. You started rebuking. You started casting off that false prophecy. I'm not listening to you. So then you started waking up in the morning with a smile on your face. Then he started waking up in the morning thinking things look better. Then he started feeling the love of God. Then he started seeing God moving here and blessing here and blessing here and blessing there. Folks, you just got to, I'm just telling you, we cannot in this day, in this time, as the enemy is bringing about more and more and more, you cannot let yourself get burdened and locked down with all the error that's going on. We have to hear truth. You've got to get into God's words. You've got to let that truth be in you. First John 5, 4, it says, this is, this, is, this is the victory that overcomes the world. It's your faith. You've got to get your faith in God and what God's going to do. Listen to me. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I just know I'm going to win. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I know I'm going to be on the top. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I'm in the palm of the Father's hand. Ain't nothing taking me out. Hello? If God's got to go have a, if God could get ravens to feed Elijah by the river, then he can take care of us today. Amen. Get a bird, fly it over, drops a seed in the fountain out there. And the next thing you know, you just got, you know, you just got King Wall running everywhere. Yes, I don't even know if I like King Wall, but by God, we word that popped out of my mouth. You got it running everywhere. You all sitting around scratching your head saying, I don't know what happened. That fountain over there went to bubbling. The bird dropped the seed in there. Next thing we know, we got stuff out running out everywhere. Come on over to the church. Fountains producing king wall. We got it everywhere. Are y'all with me? 
I'm going to believe God for the craziest miracles I've ever seen. I want to be, believe God for just doing Well, They're not that crazy. They're crazy to the world, but they're not crazy to the word. We're talking axe heads swimming and rivers turning into blood and pots that don't run empty and salt that makes poison water better. And you, you with me? Come on, church. So who wants to listen to the false prophets? What I'm saying to you today, who wants to listen to a false prophet? That guy ain't never been right. His fruit ain't no good. I don't like it. Don't want to listen to it. So this next week, as things go along in your week and something starts coming up and the false prophet starts speaking to you, you need to tell him, shut up. You need to say, I ain't listening to you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You foul false prophet. You're just trying to make bad fruit in my life. I don't like your fruit. Don't taste good. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start to bear good fruit. And you're going to start to have joy in your life and peace in your life. And then you're going to start to be a blessing to other ones. And somebody says, what have you done? You just look so good. I just told the false prophet, shut up. Hello? Now, as you do this, your confidence will grow. Hello? As you do this, your confidence will grow. And then you'll be more confident in God. And then whatever God, then whatever problem rises, it may be a little larger than the last. And you'll just shut up, get out of here. But you got to get going. You got to get started. Amen. So put your Bibles up and stand up if you would. Can I have my prayer team come down, please? So I'm just asking all out there, everybody listening, everybody watching, who's been prophesying to you? If you've been listening to the false prophets, you've been listening to the spirit of error. Well, folks, listen to me. You need to stop. Everybody in here today, what I want to do is I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. And I just want to tell you something. I'm telling you, God's for you. Listen to me. I'm, going to be the, I'm not going to be the false prophet. I'm going to be the good prophet here this morning. Hey, God's for you. I want to tell you something that God loves you. I want to tell you something God wants to bless you. That you are the head, not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Listen to me. No matter what's happened in life, no matter what's going on, his love right there will set you free. He'll, he'll turn your whole life around if you'll just let him. Amen? And so let's grab hold of that, church. Well, our prayer team's up here. If you need prayer, we're here for you. If you got somebody who needs prayer, come on up and, and you can pray with them. But listen to me, if you're out there listening, watching, or in here, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the very first thing about this message is if you want the greater one on the inside of you, you've got to do some asking. All you've got to do is ask him to come into your life and to forgive you of your sins. Let his blood wash you and cleanse you, and then you know, he'll come and live in you, and you will become the temple of the living God. But you've got to ask him to come into your life. If you're in here and you're not sure, that if you died today, you'd go to heaven. Well, then that's why we have prayer people up here. Come up here and just talk with one of them for a minute, and they'll lead you to Jesus. But don't leave this building today if you're not sure you're right with him. If you're watching, don't turn the broadcast off until I pray. And so, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone. I ask you, Lord, those that don't know you, to come to know you right now, that they would ask you into their life. Father, I pray over all of us that we will no longer listen to the false prophets. We will no longer be listening to false prophets in error, but we will be listening to the truth of your word. The truth, Lord God, of the prophet of heaven speaking to us, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, today we just repent for the times that we've let the enemy lie to us. We repent for listening to that channel of false prophecy. And today we declare, Lord, we're tuning our ears in to hear the voice of wisdom. Lord, I just declare today you break the chains off the people as they turn to you. You set them free. 
that the anointing of God on the inside of them rises up and they walk with you in a new light like they've never done before. So bless them, Lord God. Put your hand upon them today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. If you need prayer, we're up here for you.